Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Poor Charles 411. Today is our chat with Marcus Coloma. I think I have a new favorite. It was a lot of fun. So I don't even know what to say beforehand, just because... Um, I think you just described it best a minute ago. It was like a fan spotlight with a cast member. Right. So if you've listened to any of our cast chats before, I mean, we've talked about cats. We've talked about <laughs> renewing driver's licenses. We've talked about uh, traveling cross-country during COVID. Yeah. Like, we've talked about some crazy... We don't go in with the intention of talking about the show. Right. Maybe eh, a little couple things, but then we move on to things. This just went where I was not expecting it to. It was great. It was. So we're not going to give too much away now, but we'll meet you back here so you can listen to us talk about our chat. <laughs> Enjoy. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. Thanks. Thank you so much for... You know, speaking with us today, I'm Shannon. I'm Amanda. Hi, Shannon and Amanda. Nice. Have, have we met before? We met at the Pittsburgh Fantasy Event. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys look so familiar. That's right. So That's Shannon good. and Amanda. Yep. Yep. Well, good to see you again. You too. We had um, our shirts on that had, and then we had like our podcast logo sign that you signed. That's it right. Yes. Yep. Yes. I remember. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Um, and that's wonderful that, you know, your number one fan was able to help us coordinate. Yeah, she really. Uh, yeah, she's amazing, and she's worked. She, I, I almost feel like we work together at this point because she's constantly doing these incredible videos and uh, helping me out in so many ways. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, 
So we were actually in your birthday video last year. Oh, thank you so much. Where are you guys um, based, by the way? We're in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. How's it in Pittsburgh right now? Is it snowing? Is it freezing? I think today was the first day that it's, is, is it snowing? <laughs> um, today's the first day that we have snow in the forecast for the year. Well, okay, nice. Season, so that's fun. Yeah, it's sunny here, but it's it's cold. But I refuse to turn on the heater because I feel like turning on the heater in LA is ridiculous. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> I just got a jacket on. There you go. What's yeah. cold? What temperature is it? Uh, you guys are gonna kill me. Uh, let's see. Let's see what the weather says. If I had to guess, I feel like it's. 60. I was going to say 60. I should have said it out loud, but I was like, it can't be. But so it's 60 degrees. Okay. We don't necessarily wear jackets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so true. I, and I used to, I come, I was raised in the mountains. So I feel like I used to live that life, but you get soft after you've been here for too long, you know? We get used to it. I mean, and I think that it also depends on the type of year too, because, you know, 60 degrees in April, but then 60 degrees in August are two totally different 60 degrees because 60 yeah, degrees in August point. is cold. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a great point. Yeah. Um, which I guess that's why it's cold in LA because it's normally very warm out here. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I really, I, I really love the cold weather. I don't know if this classifies as cold, but I really like, I like that it's chillier at least. Yeah. Yeah. Like sweatshirt weather. That's the perfect, yeah. perfect weather, weather. Weather weather. Exactly. Yeah. So you grew up in the mountains? I grew up in the mountains. Yeah. I, I was born in Utah and uh, I was there until about four years old. I just remember a lot of snow and it was beautiful. And then I, then I moved to Northern California and then, yeah, my, na- my backyard was like a national forest. It was beautiful. Oh. Cobb Mountain, which unfortunately I haven't been back to in, in probably 20 something years and it caught there was a massive forest fire that kind of wiped it out. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's a, it's definitely um, sad because it's gorgeous. I mean, that's what I love about California. It's kind of got everything, but Mm -hmm. um, I like Pittsburgh a lot too. I've obviously been there when we met and then I went, uh, a buddy got married, my buddy, my really, really good friends from Pittsburgh. And I just, I love the vibe out there. It's such a great place. Do you know which side of Pittsburgh he's it's very, like, even when I met you guys, it's similar. It's, it's always like you get off the plane, mm-hmm. drive somewhere random and you have no idea where you are. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you how far it was. Um, no, I couldn't tell you anything about it. I feel like <laughs> maybe, uh, downtown is there like a, that's where you were for the, um, well, you were in station square for the event, but that's technically ish downtown. Okay. Um, we're on the east side. So if you went through two sets of tunnels to from the airport, that's where we live. If you only went through one, okay. then that's <laughs> okay. I love tunnels. So, right. How many tunnels did you go through and how many bridges did you go over? And then we exactly can tell you. Okay, so when I went to downtown, did I go through any tunnels? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh I did. So see there you, you go. Gone around the Fort Pitt. No. Tech, yeah, you can you can go I around mean, the Fort Pitt to get to can, the south side. No, but, but no to get one to does. Station Square, you can. I'm That's trying the back to think way. Be like, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I literally couldn't tell you. Those <laughs> events also are bananas because you're you're catching a 10:30 flight mm-hmm. at night, and then if you can sleep on a plane, great. But if you can't, which I don't really, then yeah. you kind of get off the plane, go to an event, 
I, I love them so much. They're so much fun. Um, but they're a whirlwind. Like, I don't know. I don't know which way is up by the time I get home, you know? Yeah. How many do you typically do in a weekend? How many events? Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually do two, but it's, it's usually, so like the last one I did, it was in Long Island and then we hopped on a plane and then flew to, uh, Andover or Boston or yeah, Andover. Again, I couldn't tell you how we got there. <laughs> you get there super late and you haven't had any sleep and uh, you're kind of talking with everybody. You're having good conversations. It's just not. Yeah, my dad would kill me because my dad, for the record, trained me really well to always be aware of the roads that I'm on and just in case I have to drive. But uh, but these events, I get a little bit sloppy. It's so I had a situation a couple of weeks ago where I didn't have text messages for five days. People were receiving mine but I was not receiving there. So I had to get my phone looked at. I think I was there every single day. One day they asked me, can you just drop it off for a few hours? Well, I'm a realtor and I'm like, okay, I need to make sure. Cause I actually have to use my phone to unlock doors, but I'm like, I need to know where the heck I'm going. Cause I don't have my GPS. <laughs> oh my gosh. Without GPS. Yeah. It's a good and, point. But I mean, that's how I grew up was with MapQuest. You know, if I didn't know where to go, you map quested it and you had papers beside you, but. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we had this, uh, we had the old Thomas guides, the Thomas guide. Did you guys have that? It's like a book. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I totally remember that going on auditions and you're like flipping through trying to find, which was kind of fun. Uh, I always felt like it was a treasure hunt a little bit, you know, yeah. now it's so easy. Cause it just tells you every way, every way to go. But, um, uh, yeah, I missed Thomas guide and globes and maps and, uh, the analog days. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I really, it, it was actually really, really nice. And after five days, nothing came through that I missed. Wow. That's so great. I was like, all right, it was not that important. There you go. I was emailing How is a lot. State in Pittsburgh right now. Is it, uh, are you guys booming? Is it slow? So Pittsburgh's kind of weird. We don't necessarily follow national averages. So even when things were crazy overpriced, we were catching up to, we've always been, we're actually voted the most affordable city in the world. Wow. That's great. So we've kind of, our prices have increased, but now it's kind of, they're coming down a little bit, but they're not going to go back to what they were before because it's like, we finally just played catch up. Wow. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. LA is crazy. It's insane there. It's insane. Yeah. I have a friend who was in the process of buying her townhouse. She lives in LA. And when they first started talking about buying it to when they actually bought it, the numbers are very, very, very different. Wow. She had to pay a lot more than when uh-huh. they Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. It's intense. Like at least five, multiple five digits more. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we just kind of wind up talking about anything. Whatever you we don't. Want. You want to ask something? <laughs> yeah, we kind of just want to know more about you and your life. And we'll ask some questions about General Hospital, but it's not just all about General Hospital. We like to know the actor more than just the character. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I guess uh, any any specific question or I, do you want me to just tell you about myself? Uh, cool. Which I'm, I'm willing to do, if, but if there's specific things you guys want to know, I, I'm also willing to answer the, any questions, obviously. There was something I actually thought about. So our podcast started April 1st, 2019, and you started on General Hospital a few weeks later. I think he was our first recast when we started 
Oh Since yeah, that was October 2019. Mm-hmm. So that's wild. That's that's right around there. Yeah. So you might have been the first character that was a recast after we started our show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now it's uh, there's a couple, right? Oh yeah. There's there's Jordan, mm-hmm. Spencer, obviously. Uh, uh, anybody else? You worked with Nicholas Bechtel, right? But not a lot. I worked with one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the next thing I know, it was with Nicholas Chavez. Um, and, and the first Nicholas, like I said, I didn't, I didn't really work with him. I didn't really get to know him, but, but me and Nicholas Chavez have become really good friends, which is mm-hmm. wild because I think I'm a little bit young for my age and I think he's a little bit mature for his age. And so really mature for his age, honestly. I mean, I would never guess that he's 22 or 23. Um, mm-hmm. He just carries himself and is just very uh, communicative. And so we've really, really clicked and we actually hang out a lot off of set. So I felt, I felt bad because I met the other Nicholas, but um, you know, I, I'm really, really tight with Nicholas Chavez and uh, I've even been recast a couple of times because, you know, of circumstances by, by a guy named Adam Huss, who I actually met recently mm-hmm. too. Oh yeah. Cause I got, um, I got COVID mm-hmm. and so recast me for a second and a super, super sweet guy as well. Uh, I think the recast game is a tough game and it really only exists for me. This is the first time I've ever, Unless like I, I've been on or had friends that were on TV shows and they shoot the pilot, which is the first episode of the TV show. Mm-hmm. And then they'll recast it for the series just because it didn't work out. And, um, but, but the way that general hospital does it, that's just a, that's just a wild world, which I guess comes when you have a show that's been on for 63 years. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just the show must go on. It's, it's very much like, I guess, live theater and you have understudies, you know? Yeah, I think the only, well, there's definitely been times where they have killed characters and not recast them, and that's just a whole thing. But well, Brando, especially, right? I mean, that yeah. happened recently with Brando. Yeah. I was really bummed about that, but. Yeah, yeah. that was not, yeah, we weren't happy with that one. <laughs> but yeah. like Edward Quartermain, when he passed away in real life, the character passed away. Oh, that's when nice. Lila Quartermain passed away in real life, the character passed away. But then. There's a nurse, nurse. So do you know nurse Amy now? Yes. She is supposed to kind of mirror another nurse, Amy. Oh, she actually would have been your aunt. She would have been Nicholas's aunt. <laughs> really? Because Laura's sister, Amy, oh Amy Vining, okay. she was like the little gossipy nurse, whatever. And then she wasn't on the show for a long time. Well, the actress passed away in real life and they never did anything with the character on the show because she had been off screen for so long, I guess they, they just never. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense. They just were like, well, we like that vibe in the show. So let's just throw in something else. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Uh, I'm very curious. I feel like there's so much going on with GH right now and different storylines. And I feel like personally in the last three years that I've been here, I think this is the most exciting time that I've that I've seen in three years where there's just mm-hmm. so many things boiling and mm-hmm. cooking and what's gonna happen and um it seems like there's a lot of change right now. Um 
And so I'm curious to see what happens, you know, like what are they going to do with Brett and what are they going to do with a lot of these different storylines? And and it's kind of, I'm really enjoying like, it seems like there's a younger, the younger people are kind of getting a little bit more involved right now. Mm-hmm. Which, um, but uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's an exciting time. I'm curious to see what happens. Nicholas, I swear is just Nicholas Cassinine. He's just getting in such, such hot water. It's Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I don't, I can't wait to see what happens. Um, it, and we don't it, do spoilers. So don't worry. We're not going to, Ask yeah, anything because yeah. sure. we do not we don't like spoilers i hate seeing them on social media um, yeah i would never talk about it either and honestly i don't know that much because we're not we're not that far ahead of you guys mm-hmm. we obviously are a little bit but not that much um but i'm I'm very curious to see what's going on that means i'm gonna be frustrated i love to yell at you through the tv because <laughs> and the character just do. makes such dumb mistakes and i'm like come on like how did you not think this through how is it okay to sleep with your son's girlfriend what are you doing oh my gosh it really is a it's a really fun challenge because there's so many times that happens but i'm finally it used to stress me out first two years like when i drugged ava and i pretended like i was haunting her um like who would do this like this is so unnecessarily evil, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and next level, like to pretend that she's, I don't know, but I'm starting to oddly enjoy it because honestly, Maura West helped me out with this a lot. She, she was like, it's just acting. She's like, it's just soap opera. Just enjoy it. And, and Avery who plays Esme also helped me because she was the same way. She was like, I just enjoy it. She really, she really enjoys it. And I feel like you might as well. It is a soap opera. And uh, I think it, I got that reaction a lot. A lot of people tell me they scream at their TV when Nicholas Cassidyne yeah. is there. And I think it's, I, I never got into horror films, uh, but my daughter really got into them. And so I started watching them a little bit. And, and I started to realize it's not about always scaring yourself and freaking yourself out. It's just fun to have the kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, you jump or you, it's, it's like a roller coaster ride. And I think one of my favorite things about Nicholas Castanon, which I've learned is it makes it more fun. You need somebody that's going to sleep with their son's girlfriend because <laughs> it just creates this insane ripple effect on everybody's lives. And, now Spencer has these incredible scenes to process and deal with all of this horrible traumatic stuff. I'm sure, you know, we'll see what happens when uh, Laura finds out. Um, it'll be interesting, you know. Yeah, she does not know yet. That's where we kind of end is where Spencer said, "Ask my dad." Talk to my dad. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like? So it was a couple months later, but I believe it was the first scene that you had with Jeannie Francis, who is icon right and she slaps you what was that yeah. like as like a- uh, <laughs> i really it, it was very thrilling because a soap opera is you get to do so so i was it was all jacks it was me and jacks me and jacks we were locked mm-hmm. up and uh it was the first time that I've been put in a position where i had to really stretch as far as a character because you're doing things that are not as realistic, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like plotting revenge in his house and all of these things. And 
trying like it's just it's just hyper real. And so the night that I got that script, um, I hadn't really met anybody because it was just me and Ingo all mm-hmm. for I want to say a month. And uh finally we had this wedding scene, and you know, it's just pages of monologues, and I'm like, I was like in my head, really excited because again. This isn't something that really happens. And I couldn't even tell you another movie where a guy kicks open a door and starts screaming at the guy getting married. Like I've seen in romantic comedies, you know, maybe somebody says I object, but it's just such an epic, dramatic moment Mm -hmm. that um, I was both very terrified and nervous and excited. Um, and getting slapped by Jeannie, I can't remember if she really slapped me or not. But I guess either way, my adrenaline was so pumped that I, if she did really slap me, I don't remember that. Um, but it was it was exciting, man. It was it was a ride. It was it, at the end of the day, you still have a set full of twenty actors all staring at you that you mm-hmm. haven't really met and you kind of know, and you're a little bit nervous in front of. And so I find that if you, it was just focusing on as soon as they say action, it's just really focusing on the three years that I had spent shot and away from my kid and just bent on revenge and ruining Valentine's life. And so yeah. once, once we started rolling, I don't think I was I wasn't really thinking much about the incredible moment that this was that I'm with this legend and icon and, and, you know, I'm carrying Mora West who at the time I didn't realize was also a legend and an icon because mm-hmm. I didn't watch daytime before. Um, and I really got gifted a lot in an early, in my, my first year, because it was like everybody I was working with were these very seasoned veteran actors who were, who were just incredible, you know? And, it was it was uh it was definitely one of the most exciting moments probably in my career kicking a door open carrying Mora West cuz even even that I was nervous about it I was like well what if what if like what if what I if drop her kick and I drop <laughs> her and I can't but she is one of the lightest people I've ever held and I was like oh this is going to be easy mm-hmm. and it all, it all worked out but um yeah, it was awesome. It was really cool. And now there's like a different thing going on because I'm working a lot with Avery and Nicholas Chavez. And these guys are brand new like me. And so there's there's kind of a, a fun discovering thing for us where we're we're all kind of figuring it out. So I, I don't know. I I enjoy the whole the whole process, but those early days were were very exciting and kind of intimidating, honestly, because you are working with these people who've been doing it for 30 years. I mean, Jeannie, I think she just celebrated her 45th anniversary. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a long time. But uh but all of that said, everybody's super sweet and so talented that it just kind of locks you in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. Did she actually really hit you? But <laughs> that's okay. I feel like she did. I've been like Nicholas Castine's been slapped a lot, especially the first year. Like yes, Elizabeth, yeah. Mora, uh, everybody was slapping me. And and some actresses don't want to really slap you, and some actresses do. And uh, I feel like she slapped me. I think. 
I don't remember. I really don't remember. Yeah. So it, it mustn't have been painful if she really did. And maybe she didn't. And that's why I don't remember. So it sounds like they gave you a lot of background about the character. Or did they just tell you, by the way, you were shot three years ago. You never told your son that you were actually alive. The reason you were shot is because of Valentine. Or did you know, like, Nicholas's story? So they gave me... I was going to see if I have it, but it's basically, uh, uh, it's almost a book. It's probably, I don't know, 30 pages and it's just character descriptions, relationships. Um, I mean, one of the things that really is, is a credit to Tyler Christopher, who is such a great, amazing actor, Mm -hmm. but he created this character that was, that was involved in so many different people's lives. Um, and so I had to literally study this thing and try to find out like where I was in all of it. And, and even to this day, uh, there'll be moments where I'll work with somebody like, um, you know, Laura, Laura, Laura Wright. And I'll, I'll just be like, Hey, did we ever, did we ever hook up like Nicholas? <laughs> no, we never did. And I'm like, okay, great. But, um, cause you just don't know, you know? you'd be surprised at how many Nicholas did. I mean, that's... Yeah, exactly. But exactly. Also, a lot of people from Nicholas's past are dead, right? Oh, interesting. Like pretty much with the exception of Liz or just gone. Like Liz wow. is definitely the longest. But, Who like, are some Emily... dead people? I'm curious. Oh, Emily Quartermain. I know about that one. I yeah. love that a lot. Um, oh, Trina's aunt and you were in love. I'm sorry. I'm not really? saying like you. But <laughs> no, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. Your character. Who was um, her aunt? Yeah, they were absolutely in love. Is her aunt still on the show? No. No. Gia, they refer to her here and there. Taggart has talked about her here and there when he's talking. But okay. she's Trina. attorney. She should have come back and been Trina's attorney. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but she didn't. Okay. Um, she's actually Donnie Wahlberg's partner on Blue Bloods. Oh, wow. It's the actress who played the first one. She was also recast at some point, but she's the original. Marissa Ramirez, I think, is her name. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's cool. Who else? Stefan. Hey, uh, his, his, okay, so he's got an uncle and a dad, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And his uncle is Stefan, is that right? He's dead. He died. How did he yeah. die? <laughs> did he fall for the parapet? <laughs> Did he really? At some point, but I'm not sure that that's what killed him. They love to push people off that parapet. You kind of know if you're if you're going near that parapet, you're either going to kiss somebody or you're probably going to get thrown off a parapet. Right, that's true. Yeah. And then, yeah, because then Stefan was with Catherine Bell, and Catherine Bell's family is who raised Cody, who is actually supposed to be Max's son. Wow, Catherine Bell. Dominique. Is that the actress's name? Catherine that- Bell was the character. That was oh, okay. um, Mary Beth Evans. A girl named Catherine Bell who's an actress. Oh, I- yeah. Um, no, Mary Beth Evans played the character, yeah. Catherine Bell. And then when Cody's last name is Bell, <laughs> good. <laughs> so back in, so part of what we do is the Poor Charles 411, which is actually what this interview is going to be released on Thursdays. We either do interviews, we do fan spotlights where we talk to other fans, or we do character or storyline backgrounds. Oh, so nice. when Cody just came to the show, his wife or his mom is supposed to be Dominique. So we did an entire background on Dominique. Dominique was Scott's wife. So Laura's ex-husband's 
wife, next wife, mm-hmm. next wife. Apparently, when she was in um, a mental fa- mental health facility, or um, it was Shadow Brook, but it's now Shady Brook. We don't know when they changed that name. We okay. sound bonkers, you know. <laughs> no, no, it's um, great. I love this because I've read a the- lot about it, but it's it's always good to get a little bit more information. So apparently in the three months that she was there, she had Cody. And now it's a question of was Mac the dad or was because she had a thing with Mac, even though she was married to Leopold. And apparently Leopold hid Cody from her and had him raised by the Bell family. And the Bell family is who (laughs) was the housekeeper and like the staff for Dominique's family. But then Catherine came to town saying that she was Dominique's sister but she actually wanted her fortune, but she's not her sister. And then at some point she fell in love with Stefan. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and she was I with Nicholas that. too. She was with Nicholas too, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You have a thing of sleeping with your father's girlfriends and your sons. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No there was a time when Catherine thought she, Catherine thought that she was pregnant and didn't know if it was Nicholas's or Stefan's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. What happened? Did the baby happen or not? No, I think she was faking, or did she miscarry? I think she miscarried. I think she miscarried, and they didn't know whose it was. Okay, okay, fair enough. When they had you hook up with Esme, did you know they were going to then make her pregnant, or did you get that script later and be like, seriously, oh, what no, is going on? no idea. No idea, okay. other than the internet was like, oh, great, she's going to be pregnant, and I was like, I didn't even think about that. And, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I guess that is an interesting choice because that that's the that's the thing that you you start to realize is that well what's the more interesting thing to happen dramatically it's Mm -hmm. it's far more interesting if she does get pregnant so when people said that on the internet i was like "Mm, that's actually a great idea and then of course cut to it and then even that it's like well what's more interesting for him to kind of forgive and forget or to lock her in a tower you know (laughs) i loved that but no had no idea I thought it was just going to be a fling to stir things up because it was. It also felt very random. It was like you know, I think me and Ava were kind of. It felt like we were we were starting to kind of get back together, and then all of a sudden, this storyline of like me sleeping with Esme. Um, so I don't know exactly how that came up or how that happened, but I think uh, the fact that it did really forwarded a lot of storyline. Mm-hmm. It. So um, yeah. it was obvious she was hitting on Nicholas for a while, but then Nicholas was like, I know what she's doing. Obviously I'm not going with it. And then suddenly one day you're like, you know what? I'm I'm half a bourbon in let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Cause the whole time I was like, I was thinking that Nicholas was going to be the one to bust it and to like, to, to discover that she was who she was and all of these mm-hmm. things. And that happens a lot. It happens a lot. And I think it's what what you guys are talking about when you're yelling at the screen, because Nicholas does tend to make a lot of mistakes. Uh, And, you know, I guess part of me thinks that he's really not a bad guy. Mm -hmm. I think even though he does these bad things and he tries to live this dark world, I don't think he's he's uh, intrinsically bad. And I think when people that aren't bad do bad things. They try to like mess themselves up or mm-hmm. get caught because they actually want somebody to stop them. They don't want to go through it with it, even if it's subconscious. And I think 
at least right now, that's what I've been playing with because I mm-hmm. do tend to make a lot of mistakes. And I think it's because ultimately I don't know how successful I want to be. And it's a good thing. Like if I would have been successful with Cassandra Pierce, I would have killed her. And even, mm-hmm. he, uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I shot her in the head, right? You had her shot in the head. You did not do it. Okay. And somehow she survived. Mm-hmm. And now, if I really was a cold blooded murderer, the smart thing to do would be like, we got to, we got to tie off that, that loose end. And I would say, okay, let's get her, let's get that done. But he doesn't. And I think that's kind of, it's a series of that. It's a, it's a lot of like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. And then somehow it fails, you know, and he just gets deeper and deeper <laughs> and deeper. Yeah. And I like that you're putting your own spin on him too, because I think that's sometimes the hardest thing with a recast is when they come in trying to be the previous. And it's like, no, for us, I mean, there's always a transition where he had been gone for a few years. It was a little bit easier, Sure. but, and I think that it helped at least for me that like you and Mara do have amazing chemistry because she and Tyler did too. And so I think that was going to be the hard thing was if, if you didn't, because I think when he first came back, we're like, yes, they're finally going to get Ava and Nicholas together. And then it's like, oh, what if, what if it doesn't work? You right. know? Yeah. But well, you guys do. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. I love working with her. She's amazing. Um, and I, I'd only, cause I tried to find out what their, their story was. And the only episode I could find of Nicholas and Mora was they were on, or Nicholas and Ava, what they were on a plane and he was like, he was getting out of Port Charles because it was, I think he was just in too much trouble. <laughs> he had done a bunch of things mm-hmm. and I loved the scene, but that's all I had seen. Had they, had they done a lot together before Tyler left? Not real. It was, it was when they were locked in the room, right? Right. They when were, it really, they were just starting to develop that relationship. And that was whenever Nicholas died and why Spencer blamed him or blamed uh, Ava for all of that. And so, yeah, it was just always that what if, like, if you wouldn't have yeah. died, then where would we be? So having you come back and give us that was great. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, I guess in a way I kind of lucked out because I think, for example, if it was in a moment where Elizabeth and Nicholas were really, mm. and they had this history and then they recast, I think that would have been really tough to step into that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think I was fortunate enough that it was kind of a relatively new relationship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, there just wasn't, you know, there wasn't a ton of, a ton of, um, stuff that I had to kind of like play catch up on. And I could just, no, it was almost them falling in love. Really the first year, I feel like it was just us being horrible to each other, but also falling in love, you know, in a really weird way. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, she stabs you. Right. That's great. <laughs> nothing <laughs> turns you on like getting stabbed. No, man. Oh. That's, you know, there's nothing like getting stabbed in your stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is there ever anything that they give you? Like, obviously you don't want to question the writers, but we were talking about this whenever we were doing the weekly recap that you just look at it and you're like, this is so unbelievable. Like Windermere's security. Whenever you discovered Esme had escaped, you shut down the launch. Somehow she still made it to the mainland. And we're like, where's the ring cameras? Like, how come you haven't seen where she's at? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say it, it, 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, when I had to face stab Spencer, when I had to like, there were so many things where I was like, I can't, I, I was talking about how much I love my, like, I can't do that, you know? And now, um, cause it, I, I'm realizing this is his faith. Like this is just Nicholas Cassina. Mm. Like he's got this island with a full staff and security and people are always breaking in, like before it was Spencer and Esme were breaking in and, and you know, yeah. uh, setting up the pranks. And I, I think you kind of got to like, it reminds me of Inspector Gadget, which was a cartoon that I watched when I was a kid. And there was mm-hmm. this guy named Dr. Claw or something yeah. like that. And Dr. the villains were always messing up, right? They, they would basically, they, they would carry out the entire plan. And then right before he kills Gadget, some stupid mistake um happens and i realized you gotta have that otherwise uh you know if he succeeded fully or if he failed fully the story would be over mm-hmm. right so for a soap opera i feel like it's kind of just got to always constantly be this thing that hopefully doesn't get boring i think they do an incredible job at switching up the storyline so that it, it stays interesting and even though people were predicting that esme was going to be pregnant when we all found out she was pregnant, I I still think there was a very like, it, it was very satisfying for the audience. And I think even for the cast. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I really trust the writers at this point. And I really admire our writers because, you know, there will be moments that get uncomfortable because you're like, I don't fully understand how to do this. Mm-hmm. But ultimately you see that once you see the bigger picture, you're like that was genius. Mm-hmm. And even sleeping with Esme, how, which was arguably one of my least favorite things because it was like my son's girlfriend and more and blah, blah, my Ava, you know, I got to say locking her up in the tower is probably my favorite thing that I've done. It's just, there's something about it that's so funny and fun to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also, you know, and I, I think part of it is we're not playing, we're not playing it real. We're not playing it like I'm really there's like kind of a tongue in cheek fun funness to it that that reminds me of like Taming of the Shrew or or just I don't know. So I don't I don't question it anymore. I used to, and now I just say, I'm sure these guys know what they're doing. And I've really found that my job is just to take whatever they give me and mm-hmm. to hopefully do it justice. And then ideally if I if if I'm inspired enough to to actually make everything better and work, you know, because their job is insane. The amount that they have to write a year, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think it's a very collaborative process where you trust your team and you say, okay, good, this is what we're doing. Great. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'll I'll work on this and try to figure that out and make it believable and real. So that's yeah. kind of cool to hear too that they don't let you know what the long because I'm sure that in the room they have the long play like the long vision yeah. but they don't even tell you just hang in there don't worry it's gonna make sense in a little bit in the meantime you're just like all right what am i doing now 100 <laughs> percent, yeah and it's kind of better because if i knew three years ago that i was gonna sleep with my son's girlfriend i might have played that relationship differently yeah but right. yeah better that he genuinely loves his son so much and that his son is so important to him, but he couldn't control his sexual urge in a mm-hmm. moment of weakness. And it, cause if he, if he didn't care about the son as much, that might have all made more sense, but it would have been less interesting, I think. 
Mm-hmm. And so it is fun in that way. And um, yeah, it's like, like, I think like the hook, for example, for a very long time, nobody knew who the hook was. And it was so fun because you would come to set and you'd be like, is is he the hook? Is she the hook? Who's the hook? Like we didn't know. And it, it creates an added tension on set because you don't know. Yeah. Um, and so you, you're kind of suspicious of everybody and, and you, it could even be you. Like, I didn't know if it was Nicholas. I didn't know if I don't, you know, so it was fun. I thought it was a really, I feel like the writers do a great job at creating this kind of uh, unraveling story. And, and you, even the actors, I think are, are excited to find out how it's going to resolve. I was going to say, I'm like, we do not know yet for sure who yeah. I think even our theories have changed now. Yeah. Every week. You we're like, wait, now, Nicholas would... has never been the hook. <laughs> you, so you never thought it was Nicholas. No, no. Who do you guys think it is now? We think there's two people working together. Okay. Who do you think? Rory. And can't figure out. I don't, I can't stick on who he's working with, but I think Rory's one of them. Yeah, that's what I've been reading online a lot. Um, is that that's what people think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Originally, right. we thought Rory and Esme, and then today you just mentioned. Oh yeah. Um, Maurice's son. I can't remember the character's name, but he's like real creepy whenever he's dealing with Jocelyn, and so we were thinking maybe it was him. Maurice's son. Yeah, Marisa's son played oh, in real life. Joshua, yes, yes, yes Joshua, right. yeah, Joshua. But I got his character, it. we can't remember. I think it's Adam, but I could. I feel like that might yes, be totally I think wrong. You're right, I think it is okay. Adam. Oh, okay, yeah. right. Well, there you okay. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Um, but there was just something about it. But I think now it's just kind of a he's here, so why not? Let's just say that he's the hook, and here's why. You know, yeah, right, right, right. This isn't the first time that they've had. We've had crazy serial killers before you know there was the text message killer there was the virus yep what was that was the virus jack's brother that was was that the yes. uh, yeah that was yeah, that was cool yeah. i like that storyline i watched some of that yeah I, I i i'm really impressed with with what general hospital does with with the resources they have it's it's pretty they really tackle some big ideas and fun things. And I, and I think the hook is it's a fun, it's a fun game. Like people mm-hmm. can talk about who do you think it is? And um, we love yeah. whodunits. Yeah, exactly. It's a whodunit. Mm-hmm. Well, we look forward to finding out who it is eventually. Yeah, honestly, me too. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I really genuinely don't know. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We've talked a lot about the show. We normally honestly <laughs> right, don't we talk just... as much about the show with someone. Um, it's also fun because we've been able to explain some things to you too. So that's, do you have any well, other questions I'm about the show? I'm a fan of the show, honestly. <laughs> like I like, I like watching the show um, and it's fun. So the guy that plays Cody, mm-hmm. he was the one that actually said like, so they're, they're not all of the actors watch this show, mm-hmm. but, there's a handful of them that do. And I think that's cool because it's like, why wouldn't you support the show that you're on? And uh, the guy that plays Cody had a great point. And he was like, I like becoming a fan of the show I'm on. Um, Cause then it's fun. You get to see people that you've watched on TV. And I really dug that viewpoint. And so I've kind of adopted that and I've become a fan of the show. So I'm, I'm really curious. And the fact that it's changed, I love going back mm-hmm. and I was watching Tristan and, um, oh. Who plays uh, Luke? What's his name? Tony Gary. Anthony Gary. Yes, Anthony Gary. Yes. And him, Emma Sams, and uh, Demi Moore, and Tristan Rogers in a scene together. And it was mm-hmm. just, it was so fun. It's it's a fun show because it's got so much history and you can go back and there's these different chapters of the show. And uh, and, I, and I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the show. So. When you're watching the old episodes, do you have to go on YouTube like we do? Or is there like an archive that you can watch at oh, work? Fortunately, yeah. I, I basically <sighs> Google it. I just Google it and then whatever pops up, pops up. Um, yeah, I don't know how they could do that, but they almost should. I don't know how you sell 63 years of television. And we will buy it. So Disney Plus, no. because there's other, Bold and the Beautiful, all of the seasons except for like five are on on whichever platform it is whichever streaming platform so i mean and they're 50 something years wow i would love that because i really enjoy mm-hmm. i 100 percent start from episode one and just watch all the way through i mean i don't know fifteen thousand episodes is that's a lot so maybe not every episode but um i'd probably watch you know a handful from the beginning and then just moving on up like i saw Recently, I watched Jeannie Francis and Luke when when he rapes her, you know, and yeah. because it sucked, this was everybody I've told that when I say I'm on General Hospital, they say, oh, Luke and Laura. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to see this. Why was this? I mean, Elizabeth Taylor asked General Hospital to be on the show because, yeah. you know, yep. that's and cute. that's how we got Helena. I mean, that's and then you you would not be here if that did not happen. That's right. So More I was like, okay, I want to see this history. And um it was incredible. I mean, it was it was really cool to watch watch these guys, especially knowing Jeannie now, who's beautiful mm-hmm. now. Also, when she was, you know, in those early days, is just like stunning. And it's, yeah, I would I would watch if they if if there was a platform, and I would have watched when I got the job, but it, I found it really hard to find episodes. So it was just Google, and mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, there was this thing on YouTube that existed, but I think the account got taken down because it doesn't exist anymore. So. Um, now it's, it's kind of just where I can find it, wherever it's at. Yeah. There's a lot. So whenever we do our research, 
So this is kind of why we're asking because we kind of, we've been told that sometimes the writers do listen to podcasts. Oh, wow. And there have definitely been, like, there was a few things we were joking about that wound up becoming really dialogue in the show. And I mean, we're just going to take, I'm just going to, yeah, we're just going (laughs) to say that. But so there is, there's a book called the scrapbook and it's from the sixties through the nineties, like Mm -hmm. 63 to 93, I think it was. Yeah. Um, And then Lucy Coe wrote a book, the portrait, the travel guide to Port Charles. Oh, wow. We have those, but there's sometimes you can find people and we talk about it all the time. How do they know to save these VHS tapes and then get them transferred to somehow now be digital on YouTube. But we just watched, we just did the cartel because out of nowhere, you know, Cesar Faison's being mentioned and Leopold Taub's being mentioned. Neither of us had any idea how deep that story went. We thought it was just Cesar and Leopold did something for a minute. It was 58 videos. Wow. And it was the entire cast was involved. Oh my God. So it started with like Robert and Anna were getting married and then how they were involved. It it was almost kind of like how they're bringing everyone into this hook because it started off kind of separate. And then by the end, everyone was together and it was just, I did not watch all 58 videos. I had to kind of skim a lot of them. Yeah. But then also a lot of it, you go back and okay. So we do give them grief sometimes on continuity because you know, there's, there's been some pretty big significant things that you're just like, "Mm." yeah. But then sometimes you'll be watching these old videos and you find this gem that they have just kept and it's still relevant today. Oh, what was the one that just came out with a cartel that I kind of, I can't remember what it was, but like, that was a really, really good series. So there's some people that put series together on YouTube, but yeah, you're right. It's difficult to find. Yeah. We need all the episodes. We do. We need a 30 page book of Nicholas. Yes. Yes. That'd be amazing. We need that for all the storylines, but it's fun to do the research too. So, yeah, I think uh, it's funny because I was talking to Tristan and we did an event recently and he was like, because I guess he killed Victor at one yes, point. Victor has died twice. Okay. So he, he was like, you know, for him as a character, it's kind of interesting because you'll kill somebody mm-hmm. and then they come back and it's a little tricky as an actor. But I think for the most part, uh, I think that's just the nature of the game, you know, for an actor. You're just like, okay, good. Imagine this. Okay. What if this happened? Okay. This is the circumstance now and go, Mm -hmm. you just kind of do it and you go along for the ride. And um, I'm trying to think if I, I I don't know if I've run into too many things, but I've definitely read online. Like when, when, when some sort of continuity is out of place, you know, Mm -hmm. it's amazing because people have been watching forever. And so they know they're like, that's like, you know, it'd be like my kid telling me that when she was eight, something else happened. And I'd be like, no, that's not what happened. I was there, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which yeah, is what, I that Victor died. Oh, what was that? I was just going to say, it's what I love about it is at, mm-hmm. at a certain point, you're almost real time. Like when I'm talking about something that happened with me and Ava, I, I was there and I, we did that. And I remember that scene. And so I imagine like Maurice or Jeannie, it's like, that's a gift I think as an actor is you, when you're remembering something, you're remembering it. Like you filmed it and you did that mm-hmm. scene, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty special. That's what we just talked about with, uh, because Jeannie and Robert had a scene together and 
it was just, they've been together for over 40 years. It's amazing. You know, and that's, so um, Robert's died a few times too. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yep. He's died at least twice. Mm -hmm. Him becoming an attorney never happened on scene. And that was something that people were like, and when did that happen? And I think that I read that he made the choice. Well, it happened off screen. It happened one of the times that everyone thought he was dead. He went to college. And he went to law school, <laughs> you know, it that's is fun. A- it's fun to watch the old stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So since you've started watching, what is your favorite storyline that doesn't have anything to do with you? Oh, that's a question. Um, look, I mean, I'm really curious to see this whole like Sonny, Nina, Drew Carly, right? Because <laughs> people... Which is kind of beautiful. People want Sonny and Carly back together because they're they're married and you know what I mean. Um, I personally really like seeing Carly and Drew work together, and I like seeing Nina and Sonny work together. Um, so I'm I'm just very interested in that and to see how that resolves. I mean, especially now that he's been alienated from his family mm-hmm. and he's kind of on an island. How does this, I'm curious to see how does it resolve? Like, what's the piece look like? Because Jocelyn isn't his biological daughter, you know? Right. And so is that, is this it? But now you, I, I love how they tied Dex in. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn and, and Sonny and him, because now, well, are they're going to be tied together possibly in a different way? You know what I mean? Like, uh, and um, I think... It's hard to do ones that aren't involved with me because the Cassinines are kind of involved in a lot of different stuff. But uh, I guess, I guess probably, I guess Sonny's stuff. I like, I like, I like watching Maurice a lot as an actor and he's my friend. And um, we talk about it all the time. Like we literally go to lunch and we talk about it. We talk about storylines. We talk about upcoming scenes and how you're going to address this issue and how do you do that? Cause he's been doing it for 30 years. So mm-hmm. he is a master at this stuff. Like he really is a master at, in, at acting. And so I'm constantly picking his brain at like, like when Esme happened, I was like, dude, I got to sleep with Esme, my son's girlfriend. And he was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I've done that. Cause I guess he's <laughs> And so he, you- he, he was like, here's the thing. He was like, you know, and he gave me like strategies on how to do it. And then when it resolves, like he's just been through so many storylines and he's so incredibly generous. So then as a result, because we talk about it so much, I'm very fascinated to watch how he navigates his situation mm-hmm. where a, a lot of people are very anti Nina and Sonny. Um, but, and I get it because she's done these horrible things in the past, but his argument is, is that there's love there. There's this genuine love between them. And somebody made this really cool montage online of how, of them smiling and, and eating ice cream together and smiling and blah, blah, blah. And, and it was like, I was like, it's interesting because. I'm seeing what he's talking about. Like, I get it if you're the audience and you're watching it, but then when you see, you see it from almost Sonny's point of view and you're mm-hmm. a guy who's in love and his wife is moving on with this. It, it's just, it's a really fun 
it's a really fun way to watch because it's almost like you're in a different dimension because you know the backstory, you know the actor's thoughts about the story. And then so when you watch it, you're watching kind of all of these things in play. And so I guess it would probably be Sonny. I think Sonny's – I just love watching the guy work, you know? Do you know his whole story, like his background? Sonny's background? Mm-hmm. Yes, because he is – he's – we've – it's pretty incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible. He told me, cause I, I, I told him, I was like, God, I'm doing all these bad things and blah, 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 blah. And so that was another thing that he would like tell me about because he started out as such a hated character. Mm-hmm. But then when he showed me the scenes, I was like, wow, this is interesting because if you were to mute the scenes, cause there was specifically a scene where he's trying to convince, was her name Katie? Karen. Karen. He's trying to convince Karen to become a stripper. Mm-hmm. we talked yeah. to her <laughs> oh wow yeah the way he did the scene i was like if you mute if you muted this it looks like you're just being very charming and talking to a girl that you're really into uh and so i just i thought it was fascinating because that's it's obviously one thing if you're given a role that is very likable and nice and does good things mm-hmm. it's a whole different which is i think challenging as well because you you got to really fight being bored boring you know and and fight being uninteresting if that's the hands that you're if that's the hand you're given but i also think there's a a a very big challenge to what sunny and ava and nicholas as well have which is you you skirt this line of really dark and uh Mm -hmm. so yeah so when he said that he had slept, like that he understood the sleeping with the daughter thing. So we've never talked to Maurice. Okay. Um, He's the best. Because I watch you guys on Instagram all the time. And that's actually like a, another question that I have because yeah. you guys are fun. Thanks. Do you know about him and Sam? Yes. Okay. So he, like it. he's aware of all that. <laughs> so now it's different. His son is sleeping with his um, ex-baby mama. Totally. <laughs> Totally. It's, it's hilarious. I mean, it's so funny. And I remember watching, and I've stole this joke from Tyler Christopher. He was on a talk show. I can't remember who it was, but, but he was like, yeah, there's a joke that, um, oh, you got a storyline with Sonny. Congratulations. You're pregnant. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I thought it was hilarious because he does have so many babies. But part of that's a testament to his acting. I mean, he's just, he he can just have chemistry with any woman you put in front of him. Yeah. Well, so he had a relationship with Emily too. Unbelievable. That was Unbelievable. awkward. That, that, was that was awkward. That was a weird one. That was. He also had a relationship with Ava. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, at Michael's biological dad's grave. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's told me script, which is, uh, you know. It's fun. It's really fun. I really enjoy Maurice a lot. It's fun to it's fun to have a fun job, but then it's also fun to work with fun people. And then on top of that, he's my neighbor, and so we just I'll call him all the time. Be like, "Yo, you want to grab some food?" Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about the show. We'll talk about past things in the show and future things. It's just uh, I really enjoy it. Because on so on Instagram, you haven't been super active for very long. So- did a little mini stalker uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, because, and I know it's like all al- algorithms and everything, but at, at one point I was like, 
you're posting almost every day. Like you have these great videos and everything. And I was like, have I been missing this for years? And it really only started most of the time like this year. What made you go from posting a handful, like maybe a dozen times a year to now? I mean, you and Maurice are and oh my gosh, whenever you are jealous of all the other actors coming into his, <laughs> um, his room, you know, and then you pull Ken in and then Cynthia's hiding in the closet and yeah, like, yeah. they're great. And I think it's great to see also, I know that there's been a lot of difficulty with accepting a recast, as we've discussed. I think that it's also maybe helped people remember that you're not your character. And you're so funny. And Nicholas does not get to be funny. No, I know. Not at all. And uh, it's a great question. So basically, I I always had this kind of love-hate with Instagram. And I've deleted it my account permanently deleted it multiple times. And so when I got on the show, I only had a thousand followers because I had mm-hmm. I'd recently deleted it and I just got back on. I was like, ah, because I'm going to be starting this new show, I'll probably have it. And then I had it and I was just kind of, it was kind of just like sitting there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would do this thing where I'd fall in love with the girl and then I would, I would write these songs and I'd post these songs and then I'd be like, that was so stupid. And then I'd delete it. And then I would like post something else and then I would delete it. And then finally, so I guess I just never really knew what the purpose of it was. And then Maurice, we were talking about all of these things of like, dude, I'm doing such bad things. And he was like, you got to use social media. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you got to, he's like, you have, because you're, people see you every day doing these bad things. You have to remind them that, that exactly what you just said, that that's not who you are. And and the truth is, I, I've always been into filmmaking. Like before I got into General Hospital, me and my other friend named Rob would always make these little funny videos. And, and even before that, when I was like 17 years old. And so I think part of it was just meeting Maurice because Maurice is very similar to me in the sense that we're all about just like, hey, I got an idea. What about I? So this literally happened. I was like, dude, what if I come to your room and I'm like, hey, are you ready? And, and you're like, sure. And you're kind of annoyed with me. And then I dance and then you just, and then I leave. Now, most people would be like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> Reese was like, that's great. <laughs> and, and we're, we, we're just like that. We work really beautifully in that way because I feel like if we were eight year old kids, we would be best friends and we'd be doing the same thing. And mm. part of the reason why that didn't happen before is, it's hard to make little movies by yourself. You need more people. And so I do have a guy named Rob that I was doing it with, but he he got married and he has a baby and we still see each other, but not as much because he yeah. just got busy. And so part of it was just that like, I found this buddy who loves to create. And then what would happen is I would still feel that compulsion to kind of delete it because it's kind of embarrassing sometimes. Like I'd, I would dance and I'd be like, oh, that was a good idea. I'm just going to dance. And then a couple of hours later, you're like, what am I thinking? And then I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to literally force myself to do a video every single day. And so that I'm not afraid of posting anymore. And it's like, I think it's important as an artist to be able to express anything. Like if you're being melodramatic or if you're being silly or if you're being goofy. And I, and I was like, I'm going to look at Instagram as a way to just perform, you know, and, and force myself to do uncomfortable things and grow. 
And it's been great because at this point, you know, I'll still delete something like singing is something that I feel very, uh, I love to do it, but I'm not, it's not necessarily my forte, I would say. And so those, I'll, I'll delete a lot of those, but um, that's basically how it happened is, is I found Maurice and he's as uh, care, carefree as I am. I mean, like the Roman thing that we just did recently, it's like mm-hmm. not many actors are going to do that. Not many actors are going to be like, dude, that would be great. Let's do that. And so I, I guess it's just it's just that lucky event. I think if it was a different set and if Maurice wasn't around, I don't know if I'd be doing it. Um, now, if I found a guy who was as, as goofy or playful or however you want to describe it as I am, then I'd probably be doing it. But it's something that you need. You need more than just yourself to kind of do that, you know? Mm-hmm. But then it started turning out to this really positive thing where people would be like, I hate your character, but I love you. Yeah. And it was like, wow, this is, this is incredible, you know? So that's, that's kind of how that came about. So I don't think Nicholas has ever been. So back in the day, Nicholas, it, actually, it was the second Nicholas. It wasn't even Tyler Christopher. And actually, so here's the thing. When people join the show, like start watching the show, if they've only started watching in the past three years, you're Nicholas. Like All there right. is no that's other Nicholas. Point. That's a good point. Well, my aunt had taken a break for years and she sent me, this was my favorite, favorite nurse's ball. And it was when Nicholas, Lucky, Liz, and I think it was Gia saying up on the roof mm-hmm. or, and um, I was like, that's not the original Nicholas. And it just blew her mind because she's like, but that's the only Nicholas that she knew. Cause I think she said the original Nicholas. And I was like, that's not the original Nicholas. This is the original Nicholas. And I don't think Tyler Christopher ever sang, but then that, that I don't even remember his name. Um, he sang. Uh, I know who you're talking about and yeah. I could have told you six months ago, but I don't remember it right now. I think his name's Nick, maybe in real life. Maybe. I don't remember, but Scott, Colton if Scott. I, have... I think it's Colton Scott and Nick's to Bill, I think. Those sound familiar. Yeah. Next to Bill was the guy that was with Ava in like a barn. He he only did a couple of episodes. And I think Colton Scott was, I think he did a couple of, uh, I don't know how long, but he did more. Yep. <laughs> Shannon loves her Google. Yeah. Google's amazing, man. But um, he thinks. So if there hadn't been a recast, that Nicholas would never have performed in the nurse's ball. But I don't think have has your Nicholas ever. No, I've never sang. Um, I have mixed feelings on it because I feel like I feel like if I were going to play like a Johnny Cash, I think I'd be mm. fine in that. Um, like if if it's not really you know Johnny Cash, I feel like has a lot of great songs, but I don't necessarily consider his voice incredible you know what i mean so i feel like um i would do it and i would try to do it in a fun way and i think what's fun about the nurse's ball is nobody's in character really mm-hmm. i mean you're just seeing these really wild unexplainable events where these like like ava is kind of a, like a like a mob boss in, in her own way and mm-hmm. then she's out there singing fever you know <laughs> like but it's fun. So to that degree, I would I would for sure do it. Um, and I think there could be some romantic things. And I've thought about it. 
Um, but I don't know if they're going to happen again. I haven't, I haven't heard of anything this year and obviously it didn't happen last year. And yeah. So next year's the six, 60th anniversary. And well, Lucy just said that, or Nina said that she confirmed that the nurse's ball was going to be held at the Metro court next yes. year. Oh, wow. Well, there so, you go. Okay. I would think for the anniversary that they would, because it was gone for about 10 years. They didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And then wow, it just made boy. a comeback. I think it was for the 50th was the first time that they had had it in a yeah, long the only time. Thing that I've seen was the, it was like a telethon. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought that was an amazing workaround because that was obviously changed because of COVID. I thought that was a fantastic idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did too. I thought it was really clever. I mean, Frank Valentini, who's the, He's like the head honcho. He's he's a super clever guy. And many people have, from the cast have talked about how that show would not be on the air if it wasn't for him. Um, he's just a genius. And he, and he I thought it was a very clever workaround. We do have a suggestion for that that you need to take back to him. They should run a ticker along the bottom with the 800 number to actually pledge to the oh, cause that you're raising cool money for. Because yeah. everyone, I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities for them to make money, and a lot with the yeah. um, like whatever's in the gift bags. If they sold gift bags to the public that you could order, you would make a ton of money to donate to the charities because GH fans are diehard. We'll buy anything. <laughs> Just yeah, to help. Yeah, That's because they would have, I mean, yeah. obviously they wound up being corporate sponsors, like there was Oil Valet and Chabani one year, but then it's. They have the gift shop. You know, we can go buy a mug from Charlie's and stuff like that. But yeah, if they just made, even if they just said there's a hundred bags. Yeah, sure. this would be gone yeah. in a heartbeat. Great idea. Because the original nurse's ball, I think, really did in real life also raise money for um, the AIDS an, an, an AIDS foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's a great yeah. idea. 100%. Yeah, that'd be fun. What else can we talk about? So... I listened to your interview with Maurice and talking about your love of general hospital and how, you know, it's giving you acting opportunities every day instead of what you've done in the past. If you weren't an actor, what would you be? Ooh. You know, there were a couple of options. Like one, I had this fantasy of just moving to Hawaii and being a surfer and just being like a waiter, you know what I mean? Just being in good shape and like falling in love. And uh, that would have been an option. I think um, maybe a veterinarian, like that's kind of what I was originally going to school for, but uh, it would have to be something that I felt had a strong, I had a strong purpose. Like I don't do well with, I've had many different jobs as an actor going throughout and, and they're all fun, but I feel like um, I like to talk to people. So I like to talk to people or help people. And so I think it would have to be something in that realm. And I guess a vet was appealing to me because uh, as when I was growing up, I I had a lot of doctors telling me, you don't want to get into this field. It's getting, it's getting really bad with insurances and, mm-hmm. and, and you can't even diagnose people with things because of a lot. It's it. So I kind of steered cleared with from that, but um, so I guess maybe a vet. And specifically horse. I like, I like horses. I like, I think I'd be a horse vet and just in Northern California, there were a lot of uh, ranches and stuff up there. Yeah. It'd be like Yellowstone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Are you guys watching that show? Oh yeah. Tonight's the two hour premiere. Oh my gosh. What an exciting show. Well, so I saw, I read that 
so there was two pilots that you had done before GH. So, I mean, thankfully they didn't get picked up because if not, who knows what would have happened. That's right. But one of them was called False Prophets. And they said that it was a mix of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross meets uh, Desperate Housewives. And that That's sounds like so perfect. interesting. It was so interesting. I think it would have been so great. Uh, the cast was incredible. The writer and creator of the show, um, she's a genius and she, her, I think she, uh, her show is Wednesday on Netflix right now. Like mm. I think she's also a writer on Friends. I mean, she's so funny and great. Vanessa Williams was part of it. It was the second time I got to work with her. Oh. Uh, it, I'm really bummed that that one didn't, didn't come up, but it was kind of like a, uh, I forget the the company, but it's like, um, you know, makeup sales. Mm -hmm. Drug sales. Yeah. Where, where you kind of go door to door and you have these like parties and stuff like that. And there's this whole, um, super competitive world, which I guess is where they were getting the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, which Mm -hmm. is watching that last night. But, um, you know, sales, which I've done a lot of, it just lends to good drama because the stakes are so high. It's like whether or not you're going to eat, or in this case, it was, it was, it was more like, you know, you want that gold plated Mercedes. It was very, very big. And, um, it was female. It was main, like a lot. It was very female driven. So it's these female sales forces. And then I played one of the girls, baby daddies who were still kind of sleeping together, but, um, I'm a horrible ex-husband, but I'm a great father. So I was really looking forward to that. And this girl named Shelly Hennig is, uh, was my wife and she's like gorgeous, incredibly talented right now. She's on a Netflix show and, um, she's actually, I just found out recently, I think from days of our lives, uh, but I don't know the, I can't remember the character name, but, um, yeah, she was three years on a, on a soap. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But unfortunately, it didn't go. It didn't. But I mean, at the same time, but I was just like, that sounds, I don't know how that didn't get picked up because that just sounds like a very timely too. Yeah. I can't remember. I feel like there was something, it was kind of like a perfect storm situation where I think there were some shifts internally at, at, at the network. I think it was mm. ABC or something like that. And it just kind of got stuck. Yeah, it kind of fell apart, but um, yeah, I was yeah. bummed. I would have loved to have done that. But that said, yeah, I'm very happy in a lot of ways that it didn't happen because of General Hospital has been incredible. So this is like the longest that you've been on regular on a show. Like you're a main character and everything, but you have a lot of where you were like a series regular or just like one or two episodes, but they're all different genres. Like, is there one that was more fun than the other or one that you wish had gone longer than... It did. Yeah. So when I was 26, I booked a show called South Beach and Jennifer Lopez was the executive producer. And it was just amazing because it's shot in Miami and we were constantly having these cool guest stars like uh, famous musicians and it was beautiful. I mean, it was literally uh, a dream situation. I think ironically a couple of months before that general hospital had offered me a role and I turned it down now in hindsight, but if this is so hindsight, Maurice has been so helpful as far as acting goes. And I feel like maybe if I had done general hospital first, and I don't know what the part is because they don't tell you what the part is. Oh, I was just gonna uh, ask that. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah, I have no idea who it is. But anyway, what's cool is I would have been able to work with Maurice and, and Maurice would have like, I think gave me some tips on acting, which then maybe if I would have gone on to book South Beach would have been more successful because I, I just, I think I was a good actor, but you know, the cool thing about a soap is, is you really see that it's not just about being good or bad. It's about being interesting. It's mm-hmm. about, um, you know, sometimes it's being charismatic and there's so many different things than just being like, I can say the lines in a believable way. And at the time, a lot of the acting classes that had gone to, that was kind of the push is just kind of being realistic. And, uh, but that show, I would love to do that show again, because I think it was a really fun show. And, um, and I think it could have been awesome, like if it had gone longer. But that was another example of it, it was a perfect storm. So that show was on a, sh- a network called UPN, yeah. which that year was merging with WB to become the CW. Mm. And so, you know, fortunately, I think it. I think if that hadn't happened, I think we probably would have got another year, and I think it would have been pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot of shows that kind of got kicked out because of that, and then also the writer strike a few years before that. I think. Yeah, that was brutal. Had like Pushing Daisies was one of my favorite shows. And because of the writer strike, it never finished. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, they don't give more shows, I think, more of a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. I do think it takes some time to kind of really find the voice. And I think it's gotten a little bit better. But there was a time that I feel like they were just canceling everything. It was like everything was like six, seven episodes. Cancel, 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 cancel. Mm-hmm. It's like. Eh, you put a lot of money in this. Why don't you try to grow it? You know? Yeah. It has to be hard though. Now with Netflix and, you know, even Hulu has their own little docu-series, mini-series. And now all the different channels are getting their own little spinoffs. Then they're also only creating content for that. I mean, that's, you guys have to keep it interesting to bring us back every single day, five days a week for 52. Well, you know, give and take a few, you know, yeah. no pressure, but <laughs> I, it completely blows me away what they do because it's it is like it's unlike any show and uh, I've probably done maybe thirty episodes of television as a like I've, I've I would say I, I'm a working actor and I've been a working actor for a long time and I've probably mm-hmm. done maybe episodes of television where the last three years on this show I've done I think it's like 280 episodes already which is it's just it's incredible yeah. what what this show does and it commands the audience that it does as faithfully and loyal loyally as it does. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Does your daughter watch the show? No, she watched it a couple of times, but, um, it just didn't, it's a commitment as you guys know. I mean, you really, it's a commitment. Um, so no, she doesn't watch it. She's watched a couple of episodes. Uh, some of her school friends have watched it somehow and, and she's told them that, uh, which is kind of funny and weird. Like, uh, I guess a friend of hers had some pictures of me posted on her wall before she knew it was her, I was her dad. Oh no. Wow. <laughs> which is, uh, awkward, 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 <laughs> very wild. Yeah. She's, she's like, is she a teenager yet? Yeah, she's 13. So 
Jess became a, you know, so Jess became a teenager, but um, this is, I think a lot of that comes from Beverly Hills Chihuahua two and three. Um, yeah. A lot of those young kids, you know, now that are getting a little bit older. And I think that that was when you're a kid, you know, you watch a movie a hundred times. So, mm-hmm, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's about, so there's, when we talk to other fans, it's great because some of them have pretty much not missed a day in their entire life. Like they were born into it and they just grew up watching it. Both of us have taken breaks at various times because like we both have kids, you know, and at the time there wasn't DVR, there wasn't, and God forbid your power went out and you had the VCR set up <laughs> if you weren't going to record it, you know, so you missed right. it. There was no, there's no replays or anything. So, I mean, there's a few years that we've missed and everything, but now with, you know, streaming and everything and going back to YouTube, it's just like, it's a whole different world, but we were probably about that age when we both consistently started watching it. Cause mm-hmm. it's the summer before high school and then high school, we would get home like just when it started. So that makes sense. When it was on at three though. So now it's on at two. Yeah. Cause she is, she has her shows. I mean, mm-hmm. she definitely has the shows that she's into, but, um, you know, also I think, and this is an interesting shift in television anyway, because I think, uh, what they're finding is younger kids aren't watching TV like mm-hmm. the, and so general hospital and daytime in general, I feel like might have a good shot of just lasting forever because they have such a built in audience. I mean, there's so many times that I've been at events and they say, Oh, I started watching because my mom was watching or my grandma made me watch it. And you know what I mean? So it just mm-hmm. kind of keeps getting passed on. Um, so I think in that way, it's it's got a really good shot at just at, at continuing. But right now, she's watching Friends, actually. She just started <gasps> Friends. Yeah, so um, she's absolutely loving that. And um, I don't know what else she's watching, because that's, that's the last thing I talked to her about. But uh, yeah, yeah, she, she'll, do, she'll do some of the kind of like teen stuff. There's some shows on Netflix, I think, that she's watching. I can't remember the names of them, but yeah. Not General Hospital. No. My mom and dad watch it, though. My mom and dad uh, started watching when I got on, and it's fun to hear them talk about it. And I love getting – it's cool getting feedback, you know? So what does your mom think of the things that you do? <laughs> um, she she really likes the storyline right now. Yeah. She thinks – she enjoys it because she knows it's a soap opera, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think – you know, just as far as moms go, they're going to kind of love whatever you do as long mm-hmm. as you're it. So even though I'm doing these crazy, insane things, but what she likes about what's going on right now is she, you know, people have called me the dark prince and all these things. And she's like, I like that we're seeing this right now. She's like, I like that you're being a little bit darker and uh, a little bit edgier with the whole Esme stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. she's enjoying that a lot right now. Oh, that's sweet. It's yeah. I can just picture her being like, what were you thinking? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. She's like, she's all for it. She's all for it. Yeah. yeah. But they and didn't think, watch beforehand. What's that? No, they didn't they, watch beforehand. Didn't watch, she watched all my children. I remember watching all my children with her, uh, Tad and Daisy, uh, but no, she never, she never did general hospital. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. She never, uh, I don't know why, 
but it just never clicked with her. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. I guess people find their, their one and her, it's all my children. Um, but it's exciting because Michael Knight is obviously there and mm-hmm. John Strum is married to Katie McCain, who mm-hmm. is crazy. So it, it's kind of a really wild world that I'm working with these people, you know? Yeah. I can yeah. talk for days. I got I nothing know. else. To, you're so easy to talk to. And I, I know. love well, like, you guys your love cool. for being an actor just comes through so much. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I do love it. I really, really love, I love it. So I'm glad that, that it comes across. <laughs> This was a great interview, though. Thank you guys for oh. taking the time out. And thank you, thank you, yes, thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. It's always it's always great to connect and talk about things and get feedback and hear what you guys think about things. And uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, our thing is we just like our audience to feel like they're just sitting down talking with friends, and so we don't like sometimes we'll write down like a couple notes and everything, but it's just more of. I had no intention of talking about the actual show for an hour today, but it was so much fun. I'm you're glad. A fan, and that's, I think that's fun that you're a fan of the show because you don't get to see when you're performing what's happening. And then now that's you do. right. Yeah. Like if you're not in a storyline with someone, you literally won't see them. Like I, I didn't meet Kelly Monaco in, until like a year and a half in. Oh, wow. You didn't have any storyline, you know? So. And she's her cousin. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Fun to watch and kind of see what's going on and who's who and all that stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys. It was so great talking to you. You too. Bye. 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 Okay. So I have to admit, I was super, super nervous. You were so nervous and you're not usually. I know. so weird. Shannon texted me last night. I was like, I'm so nervous for tomorrow. And normally she like has her questions set and she's ready. And I think it's because it was also kind of out of nowhere. Normally when we do an interview, we have a week or so. Right. There's like back and forth kind of schedule. This just all worked perfect. This just kind of happened because it just, it, it escalated quickly to this. Yeah. So but it was great. I, I didn't think that it was not going to be great, obviously, but no, you were just nervous and see, I wasn't. And so now I'm like happy that it went exactly how it was going in my head. Although we did spend more GH time, but I don't feel like it was really about GH. It was his experience in GH. It wasn't like, tell us about this, this, and this storyline kind of stuff. Yeah. But we just don't like to be like every other interview where it's right. You know, all those things, but to find out that he's a true fan of the show and that he's gone back and watched, I know, you know, Maurice and the fact that he knew about Sonny and Karen. I was kind of bummed that he didn't tell us there's like a secret archive somewhere that we could go though. I'm like, wait, 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 come on, tell us. And he's like, listen, nope, he might, he might go in and be like, Hey guys, I hope so. I hope he does. You need an archive or at least help these girls out because they really are dedicated to, we want the show to be around for a long time. And I'm glad that that's not where that end of that conversation went. Yeah. Because it is scary to see so many are ending and GH needs to make it to a hundred years. Well, we're not going to be around for that. Yeah, we will. There'll be 140. Oh my goodness, we could be. I'm less likely to be. No, shut up. My family dies young. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, not my fault. It's genetics. Okay. Anyway, well, back to Marcus is in her 80s. Okay. So that gives me so we 40 more years. going to so be podcasting grannies. Uh, yes. I'm looking forward to podcasting about the 100th anniversary. Okay. 
I'm just going to reach out to all these old cast members if you're already dead. <laughs> like, you got to fill in for Shannon. She's not here. Go back through 40, it'll be 43 years of fan spotlights at that time. Yeah, well, it'll be 44 because we started on the same day. So that will be a it'll good be round table year. My goodness to gracious. celebrate the 100th. Yeah. So, but no, so I thought he's just super easy to talk to. Like you said, it was just, he was exactly like he was at the fan. Yes. Spotlight meeting. And we didn't get to talk to fantasy. him that much. Fan well, fantasy. fantasy. Sorry. Um, we didn't get to talk to him that much directly because he was at the same table as Lisa LaCicero. Yes. And we were talking all about her wonderful storyline and whatever. So it was nice to see that that's how he is in person also yeah so it was just so much fun he was just i don't know like i said his love of acting and i've said this before with the karen storyline i remember falling in love with not just acting but general hospital and thinking that's what i want to do and that like he's living my dream the way that he describes it so i'm like that's so cute i love he doesn't take it for granted and that he's having fun with it yes and especially i i really do like seeing him more on social media. And I think that that's really helped too for us to see, like I said, we all know that they're not their characters. Right. But especially where <laughs> his character really isn't that fun. Right. Right. But I like to get a personal spin on it because yes. I feel like I assume most people feel, I know I do the way that he was talking about it. You post something and then you're like, Oh no, should I put that I up? Love- Let me take that back down. And so the fact that he's pushing himself to yeah. get used to it and put it out there. Like, yeah, I love that. He takes stuff down though. Yes. You know, yes. just because mm, I'm not feeling that. You yeah. take that down now. Bye. Yes. So, well, we hope that you enjoyed hearing more about Marcus Coloma and we really did kind of get like a more behind the scenes ish. Yeah chat but that was just like i said i think it's my new favorite i feel like we say that every single (laughs) we have a new favorite every time we talk to cast member but they're all so different and i as much as i was expecting this interview to go nice i do not like nicholas like i said i like to yell at the tv because he is so dumb sometimes he admitted it and so (laughs) i think that's why it's my new favorite like to to really have felt both sides it's a big conflict he talked about nicholas as Nicholas, but then he talked about Nicholas as a regular person. And it was like, yes, thank you. I'm glad that you see that this is absurd and not bashing the writers because again, it's a soap. It's supposed to be fun, but that there is that line of, yeah, of course we question sometimes like, thank God it's a soap opera because in real life there'd be a ring camera. Right. (laughs) And I just, I love the idea that he and Maurice talk about well their neighbors and also that they just get together and have lunch and talk about storyline and i I mean that's like a true co-worker thing too though because you just get together and you're like so what's going on with you what's going on with you but the fact that maurice is like yeah so here's the deal i used to own a strip club and i tried to get this girl karen i got her hooked on pills so trust me i know what it's like to be the most hated guy in port Charles. yes so I want an invite to one of those lunches. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, we'd have to fly out. That's okay. You guys can come to Pittsburgh. We will treat you. We can fly there. Or that. All right. Join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet with the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. 
Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.